Six Pack Double Feature presents Pick Six, where the guys give you a top five list and then add one more. Fight scenes, chases, desert island movies, it's all there. And of course, beer. Tell us your picks, guys. You think we'll hit any of these? Desert island movies? Yeah. Is it possible? Uh, within like a 10% margin of error, yeah. So, yeah, sorry kids, we're just going to get right into it. Uh, I didn't even know you started recording. Oh, yes, I started <laughs> recording many minutes ago. Hey, thankfully, um, I won the coin toss. You always win the coin toss. Yeah, well, that's what happens. You know, you've got the luck of the Irish or whatever. Well. Um, so, yeah, six-pack double feature. It's our, our mini episode. It's our pick six. And uh, this week's episode is what, Nathan? Our Desert Island movies. Movies? You know, if you get stuck on a desert island, but thankfully you got to grab six DVDs and a DVD player and the... Enough extension cord towards, to get... Right, you know, a TV. <laughs> that extension cord that goes from the island to the mainland in Jaws 2? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that the one, one. That one. <laughs> Until the shark ruins it. Yes, presuming you had everything you needed to sustain life and be happy. These are the six movies that both of us would take. My number six is a clip. So if you're ready, and it's a short one, it's super short. The so Clipmeister. It is ready to go whenever you are ready. I'd like to make it look a little more attractive. How far can you pull back? How do you feel about Cleveland? <laughs> it's Tootsie. <laughs> How do you feel about Cleveland? <laughs> He's, she's talking to the from the main control center of uh, the television studio, talking to the camera guy, and... My choice is I pick Tootsie because if I'm stuck on an island and I can't have my wife with me, I want something that reminds me of her. <laughs> in that movie. Dust, Dustin Hoffman in drag doesn't remind you of your wife, does it? <laughs> no. Because you're about to have to start yeah. staying in my guest room. Yeah. So, uh, is, uh, anybody staying back there? <laughs> no, we, uh, we dance to the song, It Might Be You. I mean, it's just, it's... We grew up watching sure. a lot of the same movies, and this was one of them. And while I didn't, well, I liked it, it, I mean, she loved it. And I've grown to enjoy it just because it's just such a well written, humorous movie. I haven't seen movie. it in so long. It's so funny. There's so many layers with it. It's just. Who's the horn dog boss in that? Um, Dabney Coleman. Again, Dabney Coleman? Okay. Yes. He what plays, a prick. Because yeah. he's a nine to five, too. So he yeah. plays the dick boss in at least two movies. But no, I just, that movie. It gets me. Captain Coleman is good at being a dick boss, actually. Mm -hmm. My number six is <clears throat> Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh. I don't um, know if I could... Okay, I, can, I get why you picked it. I don't know if I could do it, but I get it. Because there's a thousand stories happening in that movie. Hey, it's Johnny Depp. It, what is arguably Johnny Depp's peak? Uh, I always forget about it, too. And before he... That really... Kind of before he became... Yeah. Johnny yeah. Depp. He was still Johnny Depp, and everybody knew who he was, but... Before he became the performance that is Johnny Depp? Yeah. Yeah. Um... If you've read the book, the, it pretty well follows spot on with the book. It leaves a couple of things out. But this it's just a series of stories loosely linked together. So you could kind of almost focus on one a day for a week or so. And there's just a lot happening. And you could almost just turn it off and listen to the soundtrack as its own entity. And How does that start? <laughs> it starts off with... The road and... No, it starts off with uh, television footage of uh, just Vietnam... And I cannot remember the song. I don't know. I just it's uh, it's a Debbie Reynolds song, maybe. <clears throat> Someone's going to correct me on this. But then, um, in true uh, Ralph Steadman um, fashion, um, blood or red paint splatters all over the TV screen because okay. that is that is as is Steadman's uh, thing. It's absolutely one of my favorite movies ever. Uh, I will, for God's sake, I have it tattooed on my arm. So 
Uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, my number six. It's your so, number five. The Big Lebowski. That is my number two. Oh, so we're, <laughs> so, we're at least even on that one. We I were mean, betting. We were betting. These aren't, and these aren't specifically in order. No, no. It's just as I don't think. I tried to try to put these in some sort of hierarchy, sometimes and I just they are, I really, sometimes they don't yeah, work. It's yeah. really hard to do that because it's like pick your favorite family members. I love many a Coen Brothers film, but The Big Lebowski is just my absolute favorite. While they're, I don't think it's their finest film when it comes to filmmaking. It's. It's a personal favorite. It's got the humor is so multi-layered. It's so subtle in some ways and just so overt in others that you know I can always find something new mm-hmm. when I rewatch it, and that's what I love about a movie like that. I mean, I was indifferent to it the first time I saw it. So I was like, younger. I was the younger. First time I see something, and I'm like, yeah, and then I was like, I'm gonna watch this again. It was on Showtime or something, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm yeah. like, watch it again. I'm like, it's kind of funny. I didn't catch that the first time around, and then I watched it again. I'm like, this is pretty damn funny. This, there's some, there's a lot of crap going on with this one, and I don't know why I chose not to see it in the theater because I was really just starting to dig a lot of the more independent stuff yeah, yeah. that was really hitting the scene. Sure. Coen Brothers really made it big with Fargo, and so I don't know why I didn't want to go see it. It just seemed weird. It is weird. But, <laughs> and it is weird, but it's hilarious. And that's that's I, my uh, number. That's my number five. I chose it as my number two because I I I, I did. I will admit to being under the influence here when I wrote this, but I did write the Coens at their best, um, which I believe is partially true. This is one of their three best movies. Um, uh, Fargo, Big Lebowski, and Barton Fink um, are my my three favorites. Also, this is a long-ass movie. Yeah. Um, everything you said is is what I... It's a great what like I echo. stoner it's detective story. Stoner detective loose, story. based on... Um, I can't remember. Like The Long Goodbye or something. One... One the, of the not Chandler esque like sure. story, I think, is what, and it's just the the story funny. at its bones is great. The characters are all, it's pulpy, it's noirish. Like I said, it's thousand dollars. Brant can't watch. Or he's got to pay a hundred. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. Just, it's, but it's it's long, yeah. so it would take you longer to get bored watching it. Absolutely. And I always picked it this way. And I'm like, I got to have at least a comedy. And that was when we were initially doing five before I put Tootsie in. I'm like, ah. See, I don't consider Lebowski a comedy. Oh. It's funny. It's, I, I can't, I, it's a Coen Brothers movie. That's it's the Coen, genre. I put yeah. it in the genre of it Coen. Is, it is by far considerably funnier than a lot of their other movies sure. outside of maybe like Raising Arizona you know, in a comedy fashion. My number five is my favorite movie of all time, which you might remember from uh, season one. I won't spend too much time on it, but it's Young Frankenstein. Yeah, um, I had a feeling that might be on there. It's it's a movie that I would uh, I, I would have to watch at least at some point. Um, presumably, if I'm on this island by myself, I'm going to get lonely. And Young Frankenstein is, if anything else, above all else, uh, transcending film and all that. It's it's a it's a it's an old friend. Mm-hmm. So I would feel some sort of comfort there. So I won't spend too much time on that. But Young Frankenstein is my number five. All right. So number four, uh-huh. Fight Club. Oh, good one. Yeah. Fight Club. It's just one of those quintessential guy movies. And if I'm stuck there, and I don't know if anybody... I mean, it's a little narcissistic when it comes to guy movies. But I mean, while the movie is quite self-destructive in its nature, I mean, it, it's still just so fun to watch. And there's just so many layers to that film Absolutely. as well. That it benefits with multiple viewings. Did you... I've seen it once. Um, but did you want to start a fight club right after you watched it? No. Everyone I talked to right after they watched it, they're like, I want to start a fight club. Fight club is one of the few movies that I've seen in the theater three times. Oh, wow. But I also saw it in the Dollar Theater three times because I missed it when it first came <laughs> around. 
So I saw it like two months, three months after its initial run when they still had dollar theaters and they would run a little bit older movies That's that awesome. hadn't come out on home video at some point. So, so what's your number four? <laughs> the Empire Strikes Back. Oh, I almost put that on here. That's what I that almost was almost put that on here. And I was like, do I want four or do I want number five? You know, do I want the middle of the original trilogy without really being able to watch it play all out? three? It's the, be best, it's the best Star Wars it's movie. It's the best Star Wars movie, and it's the one I go to more than anything else. I can easily watch Empire without feeling the need to watch Return of the Jedi at some point in time. Yeah. So I can see why you would pick it, but the, that was the sole reason why I chose not is because it's the middle. <laughs> it's the middle of the three. Well, okay. Uh, but yeah, Empire Strikes Back. It's, just things just really just hit their stride, and it's, a, it's just got depth and everything in it. And Empire, my number four. Plus, you get to see a Tauntaun cut open. Moving right along. How warm is a Tauntaun? It's <laughs> lukewarm. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, number three, The Godfather. Oh, I didn't put The Godfather. Yeah, I mean, it's got, Damn it. it's got family, it's got organized crime, and it's got cannolis. What more could you want? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Coppola's, it's Coppola's masterpiece, sure. and, and in all honesty, I'd like to put one and two. I mean, two... It's, the same, like, it's all the same story from the same continu- novel. It's a continuation. Sure, I would allow you to have Godfather 1 and 2 as one movie. If I could have it as one... As one Suck it, nerds. One no, I don't want to hear any comments on it. I'm allowing him to have Godfather 1 and 2 as the same well, movie. Well, that's just wonderful. But it's like watching a novel. The characters are just so rich, you know? <laughs> I agree with you. It's, and every scene patiently unfolds in my opinion, is kind of per- perfection on screen. For being, so that's why... For being a movie that is... It, if I couldn't I, read, that would be a visual novel. It's... Kind of. A lot of people would call its pacing slow today. It's not, because the character... Everything the characters do on screen in that movie is, a, is deliberate. Their reactions are their micro-reactions or their non-reactions. It's all... It, you're right. It's perfect. And yeah. that I didn't put it on here... Um, Maybe I would come visit your island. Just uh, follow the cable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good. That's a damn good pick. Um, that's All a right. damn good pick. All right. um, so your number three. My number three is equally as damn good a pick because at some point or other, it's going to be Halloween, and you're going to want to watch the Burbs. Oh yeah, I did not pick the Burbs on my list, so that's if for nothing else. It's another one of those. It's like I want to kill everyone. Satan is good. Satan is our pal. <laughs> it's like your buddy came over. It's a great little story too. It's it's not quite like Back to the Future. And when you you always wonder if Marty's going to make it right right at the end when right. lightning strikes. But you're always kind of curious. Maybe the, maybe the Clopex don't find out this time, and they can actually get them busted without all the fanfare and all that. I am putting a little bit more thought into the burbs than is required, but um, I mean that's the reason why that uh, when we had to register this podcast that no most people won't see it unless they dig into when they subscribe to it through like iTunes. But that's why I picked Klopek Media as the distributor. <laughs> Was that Slavic? Our, yeah, that's gonna have to be a movie we're gonna have to visit at some point. Absolutely, in, like season three. I know in season two, I will mention it in season two. That's all I'm going to say. All right, um, so the burbs, my number three. My number two, and I, part of me wants to sit here and go, why in the world would I pick a movie that's in French as my number two? But I picked uh, Amelie. 
Oh, someone was telling me about that recently. Uh, it's an enchanting romantic comedy yeah. uh, that just grabs you by the heart almost instantaneously. I mean, it seduces your senses. It, it feeds your imagination. It's such a joy to watch that I would need something to help lift my spirits, and this film would do exactly it's that. It's very colorful, pretty yeah. to look at as well. I mean, it's one of the ones I think... When I was doing those like 30-day movie challenges, it's the one that yeah, I yeah. put. It was like, what movie would you want people to play at your funeral? That would be the movie. And I was like, I don't know if I would really want to subject everybody that's <laughs> at my funeral to a two-hour movie that's in French. But get past it <laughs> because it's amazing. I haven't. I, I tried to watch it about 10, 12 years ago. And the subtitles didn't bother me. Subtitles don't bother me. But I, I just couldn't get into it. And you have to be in the right frame. Of, I always sure. have to be in the right frame of mind to watch a movie that's in subtitles because I can't watch it late at night. Because if I start to doze, I'm not paying oh, yeah, attention to what's going gone. on, and I'm listening to his people. You know, and I don't know what they're saying because I don't speak French. So you said your number two was what? My was number two was The Big Lebowski. So right. I've, I kind of already said what I need to say about The Big Lebowski. But why don't you go and do it again? I'm just kidding. Big Lebowski is great, and <laughs> my number one is my favorite movie ever Raiders Lost Ark. Ah yes. Yeah, I it's the perfect action adventure movie and if I'm stuck there with no action or adventure <laughs> <laughs> I would want some to be able to enjoy somewhere. I mean it's it's my favorite movie. It's, yeah, it's, I can't I What mean, else can you say, right? I can't imagine not being able to never watch it again. <laughs> I guess I would put so it would have to come with me when I'm jumping off the ship. Uh, my number one may surprise you. It is a uh, <clears throat> a movie my mom hipped me to when I was a kid. Faces of Death. It is it, ironically no Faces oh. of Death Part Three. Oh okay. uh, no, it is Singing in the Rain. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Um, there's a lot happening in the movie. It's a sort of a biting. Uh, satire of Hollywood. I had this discussion with Lisa. She was thinking whether or not she could put that on her list or not because of the modern dance that she... That's segment. a bit jarring. She has to fast forward through that but the Sid, the Sid, she No, because then you get to that Sid Charisse bit and my God, is she, she is just elegant. There's the nice way to say it. <laughs> Sid Charisse. So you that, say. And that she is sex shaped like a girl. My God. Um, or a girl shaped like sex. Either way, really. Yeah. Um, but it's also... Hilarious is there's. I need there's, to rewatch it. It's been a long time. I will so, let you borrow it. I, I own um, it. I think we have it at our house. Too. Okay, got to double check. The, I'm certain. There's funny little wordplay, sort of. I won't say Marx Brothers level wordplay, but there's there's wordplay. There's intelligent humor. There's slapstick for the love of God. Donald O'Connor shot that uh, jumping through the wall scene so many times he had to stop because he was such a heavy smoker. He mm-hmm. was killing himself and he had to finish it the next day. Um, the story is great. It's got music because at some point you're going to want some music and you're going to want music that's not fear and loathing in Las Vegas tone. Make you want to slit your wrist with a, a knife made out of coconuts. Um, and you could dance for the exercise. So singing in the rain. That's my number one. It's a good choice. Thank you. Thank you. I did toil over that one a little bit. Tried to keep We try to keep these lists rounded. Yeah. And the other thing we've discussed before is we're trying not to pick the same movie again on any other list if we can kelp it or preferably not one that we've normally reviewed most often if we can help. kelp it like kelp it like we see, can like seaweed it. yeah <laughs> it's when you join the words can't help it it's kelp it you just you coined a term mm-hmm. all right kids we'll uh see you uh next week <laughs>